thank you guys for coming. I appreciate that. And just to come in and listen to me. Today, this week has been kind of a rough week for me because a lot of things that's on my heart has been coming um, out over and over again about what God wanted me to talk to you about and the things that I went through um, earlier, not necessarily in my life, but earlier in and what, what I became or how God used me to do his will. You know, when I was young, I'm, well, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm the eldest daughter of, uh, I had three sisters, one of which is deceased. And I have um, two brothers. My brother's the oldest, and I'm the next. So usually it's like I was always the, if my, mom, my mother wasn't around, I was there, and she knew that I was going to take care of the family and keep everything going okay. But I'm going to tell you about this, the things that happened in my life. When I was little, we used to go to church all the time. Um, when my mom couldn't go, she made sure that we all went to church, to Sunday school, to learn more about who Jesus was. Well, after a while, um, we got, it got closer to home because the Lutheran church uh, moved into the neighborhood, and we started going to a Lutheran church, of which I took uh, catechism for two years on Saturday every week. But it was something new to me. But the strange thing I think about right now about that was I never felt that someone would come out and talk to me about who Jesus was and what he actually did in, in my life and what he actually could do in my life. I went through catechism. And we read the catechism booklet, but not necessarily interested in the Bible. So the Bible, I never read, really. I just read the catechism. I became a member of the, church, the Lutheran Church, and after a while, about three or four years after that, they moved out of uh, with their location. So then a Baptist church moved in. At that time, uh, my mother sent us there, because that was closer to the house. And it was easiest, easier for us to get there. And she joined. My mom even joined. And every once in a while, my dad would drive us over to the, to the uh, church and drop us off, but he never went. But my mom became a missionary at the church, and that was a great thing. But she loved it, and she would have missionary or people coming over to the house on Wednesday and they would have Bible study together. So I got involved with that too. Um, well, I knew Jesus and I felt I knew who he was because I did study something in the catechism that talked about Jesus. However, I didn't, never think I had a personal relationship with him where I could, you know, really hear him 
talking to me or speaking to me in the things that I want that he wanted me to do. I was never and like I said never asked about the salvation plan and I really didn't read my Bible or understand what was in it because they didn't ever explain it in the way that God wanted me to understand it. And during that time I was I had graduated from Mary Grove College. I majored in human ecology, which is home economics. I wanted to be a store buyer, so I minored in business. And I was manager of the store Joanne Fabrics, I manager of Sears and different other stores. And I thought I was a real good person. However, a shocking thing happened in my life. After my daughter was born, um, my mom helped me take care of her. So when I was working at Joy and Fabrics or Sears or one of those stores, she was always there to take care of my daughter. Um, one Wednesday, I remember it very vividly, when I came to pick her up, because I usually had Thursdays off, I looked at my mom and she looked strange. I said, Mom, is everything okay? She said, yeah. But it's something kept tugging on me that something was wrong, but I didn't know exactly what it was. But we left on Wednesday, and I went home. My mom said, well, I made... So she called me on Thursday the next day and said, well, Joe, are you coming over? You and Marlene? I said, well, Mom, I got some ironing and things to do at home, you know, trying to keep my house up, and I probably won't be able to make it. But if I can, I will. However, I didn't get a chance to because I had ironing, washing, and the whole bit to do. So I, I didn't get a chance to do it. So I went on to work, and I was at that time I was working for Marianne's for uh, Joanne Fabrics. On it was on Gratiot and Eleven and a Half Mile. And I, I thought about calling Mom that morning. I said, No, I will wait because I had to go pick up the money for the store, and then I'll call her. Well, I went to the bank, picked up the money for the store, and went back and started doing my um, manager work I had to do before the store opened up. Well, a little before the store opened up, I got a call, and it was my sister, my youngest sister. And she said, uh, Melja, um, Who's there with you? And I told her, I said, well, the lady in the, in the sewing machine department, she's there with me. And she said, I need to talk to her. I said, why do you need to talk to her? Well, you know. She said, well, just let me talk to her. So I started thinking, what's wrong? What's happening? So I called um, her back, and she talked to Trudy, and she says, ah. And I said, oh, what's wrong? So she said, um, I'll let you talk back to your sister now, but I'll be here with you. I said, okay. <sighs> While I was sitting there, my sister was talking to me. She said, uh, how you doing? I said, I'm doing okay. And she said, um, I need to tell you that Mama... Um, shot herself. 
and um, she's uh, dead. The uh, ambulance had came and picked her up and took her to the hospital, to wherever they had to take her. And I was trying to get out for work, and my husband came and picked me up. I had my own car, but then his sister, my sister-in-law helped uh, took the car and took my car and brought it home. I had to go down to receivings, and uh, I said, "No, I can't believe this. I, no, she can't. She can't be. No, she's not dead. She was a good person." Um, I couldn't understand why she was a Christian. She was a member of a church. She was uh, over the mission unit in, in the church. I, I couldn't understand how she could die. And, and why would God let something like that happen to her? How? Then I decided, you know what? Why? I can understand. Why should I go to church? Good people die too. So for a long time, I straight didn't go. I was very upset. I was, couldn't understand why her life wasn't spared. And why she, why she did that, I didn't know either. She never talked to me about it. But like I said, that Wednesday before, she looked very strange to me, and I couldn't understand why. But now I understand. It was something she wanted to do. The next day, when I wouldn't be around, you know, when, when no one would be around to stop her, I didn't understand. Still, at this moment, even now, don't understand why. But my sister-in-law has invited me to go to a church that she was going to at that time. And I still didn't want to go, because I figured good people die also. But then my husband, who at that time didn't usually go to church, asked me, why are you not going to church anymore? Hmm. And I thought about it. I said, well, I really don't feel like going to church. But then I started thinking about it. And I said, uh, well, maybe I'll try. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll go next week. So that next Sunday, I got up and decided to go to church, to go to my sister-in-law's church. And surprisingly, Satan was there. He said, no, you don't want to go. Everything could have happened. The car wouldn't work. Uh, my daughter was young then. She was about six or seven. She was busy. I couldn't get her still to, to get ready. I couldn't get food ready for dinner. I mean, it was everything that you could imagine happened, happened. And then, but my dad, after my mom passed, died, he stayed with me, and his car was there. I said, Dad, can I use your car? Because I want to go to church. He said, sure, babe. Baby, go ahead. So I took it, and I went to church. But I have to stop and tell you, that night before uh, I went to church, I had a dream. I dreamed about 
pastel balls. Like they were just flying up in the air, up and down, up and down, you know. And I said, wow, this is interesting. And, but I couldn't figure out why. So me and my daughter went to church, and I couldn't figure out. It was a house church at that time. I couldn't figure out which house it was. So I waited, and I seen some people walk, and I said, are you going to church? And they said, yes. And so I went with them. So me and my daughter went in, and we sat down, and um, the pastor um, finally came down. He, he came in. He said, before I get started, guys, I got to tell you about this dream I had about different balloons. They were pastel colors, and I finished the finished this scenario. He said, I don't know her. I said, no, I don't, but I had the same dream about balls last, last night. Surprisingly, God had, had me appointed me to be there that particular day. And for him to hear me and for him to understand, I could understand what he was talking about. But it was, it was, it was really strange. And he, they prayed for me and they invited me up for salvation and I fell straight down on the floor. And they administered me to me and finally I got up and I was okay. And I said, and so my, the, his wife's, ministered to me too and she said what's going you know what's happening in your life and I told her about my mom who was like me and her was like um, more than mom and, and daughters like sister daughter mother type thing it was we were really close and when mom needed anything I was always there and she knew she could always call me if she needed me to do anything but I I couldn't and I told, and then that's when I told him, I said, I can't understand this. I, I said, I went to church, my mom went to church, and she still died. I don't understand. So she, she ministered to me, and so did the pastor, and they prayed for me. He said, but I, I want you to understand that God has something for you to do. And I said, for me to do? He said, yes. You need to start reading your Bible. I said, I don't understand it. He said, just keep reading. I said, but I don't understand. He said, just keep reading. So what I did is I went home and started reading. Still didn't understand. Came back the next Sunday. Nope, I don't understand. I still don't understand it. He said, Mildred, keep reading. So I kept reading. And my dad was staying with me, so I would get up early in the morning reading my Bible, trying to understand what was in there. I couldn't understand it. So dad said, baby, you up? I'd be up late at night, early in the morning, reading this Bible, trying to figure out what is in there. So one morning I got up, and I prayed. And I said, Lord, you have to help me understand what I'm supposed to be understanding here, because I can't understand and I said, just, I'm just, I prayed. I said, I'm, I'm leaving it up to you. I can't understand it. But I know you can give me the words to, 
to help me understand what I'm supposed to be reading. All of a sudden, I start reading, and I kept reading, and I kept reading, and I kept reading. And then it looked like the Lord said, you understand. Holy Spirit said, you understand. And I said, I jumped up. I jumped all over the kitchen. I was up and down. I was screaming and hollering. Oh, Lord, I understand. I do understand. I do understand. It was like a breath of fresh air. And it was, he said, that really went over me. I didn't, never, I didn't think about, yes, I know my mom was, was gone, but it wasn't that much anymore. He said, you don't never know what I have for you to do. And I said, what do you got for me to do? But I was, I can understand, he had me doing a little bit of everything, working in the church, working with the children. The children, I always wanted to be a teacher, I said when I was little, but when I got older, I wanted to change my mind. But God said, no, I want to put you back to where you wanted to be when I told you that. So I was Sunday school teacher, and now I'm working in the Detroit public school system, working with children. But he had me not only to love children as much that I would teach them to love him. And not only that, every child I be with, he wanted them to know about him. So what I do at school now is I minister to music, scripture, music, piano, and scriptures. I let, I play it when I come in in the morning. When the children lay down for a nap, I turn some more music on. Just so they can hear the spiritual, and it's peaceful in there. Even if they don't go to sleep, it's peaceful. They lay there and rest. And <coughs> most of the time, they go to sleep. But God did have something for me to do. And it wasn't about me anymore. He said, I got much more for you to do. Me didn't count. He did. And he had more for me to tell people, tell the children, tell the adults if they didn't know. When I came to Christ's community, I've been here 20 years, close to 20 years. I stayed upstairs, but I taught first and second grade, right across the hallway. And the, the way I taught them is I taught them to understand what they're reading and what we were talking about and to ask each other qu questions so that they'll know what they, we were talking about. I had a parent that called me one day, Meldra, can you tell me, I asked my son and he told me the whole story. How did you get them to know that? I said, because I have them asking each other questions. So they can't forget it because they have to know what was being taught. And to see um, some of the children that I taught being used in the church, they're singing. Pastor, Pastor Tim's son, his wife. I taught all of them when they was in first and second grade. But God gave a love for me, not only with children, but of his word, not only for me to know it, but for me to teach children to know it. 
And he, started, he starts it at a young age so that they will hold on to what they learn in progress much more in his word and what he wants them to do. Uh, I a lot of times do think about my mom. And I said, be thinking about why you couldn't tell me or how can you, but it doesn't matter. God knows. But I have to tell you, after that, my father had a massive heart attack one day after I got out from work. Sister called and said, Daddy's can't, can't breathe. So I jumped in the car, put Marlene in the car, and we flew. I said, if the police catch me, fine. You can take me all the way. I'll keep flying so I can get there. When the, by the time the ambulance got there, um, he couldn't hardly breathe. They had to put a um, straw down his throat to get him to start breathing. But that was a little after Mom passed away. And I figured a lot of things he was going through, and that was one of the big things that he had to deal with, you know, when my mom was gone. But then went to, when he went to uh, Samaritan Hospital, it used to be there on Connor, the guy told me, said, you know, you have a lot of fluid around your, your heart, and I don't know um, if we can help you here. So that's the first time I ever seen my dad cry. And I said, Dad? Don't worry about it. God's got this one. Nothing's going to happen to you. I'm glad he told you that he can't do anything else. Let's take you somewhere that can. So we took him to the University of Michigan Hospital. Daddy stayed there about two weeks. And they I took the fluid off his around his heart. And he came home, started working again, working in houses, working on cars, doing a little bit of everything. So I know God is able if we hold on to his unchanging hand. It's not all about us. He's got something for each one of us to do. And it doesn't matter about what the things that we went on in our life. And sometimes God wants us to understand we have to start from one place and go to another. He don't want us to hold on to all the things that we think we should keep hold on to. But he said, hold on to me. And let me change you to who I want you to be. And when we do that, I give all glory to him because he changed me. And I thought I was kind of hard to change, but God said, no, you're not. I thank God for being here. I thank God for being with my sisters in church. When I first came here, it wasn't that I was trying to figure out, should I fit, do I fit in? But God said, yes, you do. And I can understand because it's just been a blessing all the time I was here. Marlena was in, in youth group, and she uh, matured there. So I know God has something for us to do. And her and her husband now um, are youth pastors. So I know God is able if we hold on to his unchanging hand. There's a lot of things we go through in our life. But God said, hold on to me. Let me change the things that you know about, the things that you want to do, the things that, that's there for you to do, and I give you more work to do. He's not finished with us yet. 
He's still got much more for us to do. I thank you before I start crying <laughs> for all for listening and understanding and going through the things that I went through. I didn't think I would be able to talk about my mom, but but I know it was a reason. And if I don't know, I know God knows. Thank you. As far as being a head deacon, there's a lot of things you have to do, and you, you st you're teaching, in a sense, because it's, you're teaching them how, how they, the church wants things to be done, and to be able to communicate one to another and work together as a unit. Um, my, uh, my family, I felt, was to, uh, my husband, because me and my husband was only, is only one really at home. But it was a lot of work when he wanted me to do things that I couldn't do because I had to do something else for uh, the, the deacon board. Or if on Saturdays I work every day of the week, and I work every day of the week and then have Saturdays I have things I have to do here, then that was a cause of the problem. So when, it, when I felt that it was um, affecting my family or my, my home life, then I had to make a change. I prayed about it and talked to Pastor Tim about it, and he said he understood. So that's why I stepped down. Any other questions? Actually, after I went to the house church, I think I, that's when I started reading my word. And I think God's, God's words ministered to me in a way that nobody else probably could have. So when he told me I had to get up and read my Bible, when I read the Bible and I didn't understand it, I think in a sense God was saying, I want you to continue to read because I have much more to let you, to, for you to comprehend and to understand then so I figured probably I we stayed there for about three or four years but the first years when I did a lot of uh, reading I would stay up all night and uh, it doesn't matter I'd be up two o'clock in the morning still reading then get back up at seven so it was something that he wanted me to do and something that he wanted to pull out of me so that I know that he's still there. My mom is not, he's still there. He said he would never leave us. So I know he's there with me and guiding me so that I can go on. How long after your mom died did you go to the home church? Was that right away? Mm -mm. No, remember I told you I stopped. I didn't go to church at all. Yeah, for how long? Oh, uh, probably cost about a year, year and a half, two years. 
And then you went to the home church. And then that's when I went to the home church. I, you know, my sister-in-law told me about that one. And I think when I, when I literally fell, I mean passed out, God was ministering at that time to me. Mm-hmm. Yes? You said your mom was a missionary. I'm sorry? You said your mom was a missionary. How, what did that do to you? Because here you are in a missionary-minded church, and you chose to go on a mission Still, that God had something for me to do. My, the thing about, my mom was a missionary, but they didn't actually go to different countries. They did, went to different homes and ministered to different people like that. So my mom, as far as a missionary, she was always there to help people, to do whatever needed to be done. If it's cooking, cleaning, whatever needs to be done, she was there to do it. But me going on a missionary, my, as, my, as I went to, like, to Africa, it was like um, me ministering to people what I've read, what God talked to me about, and what the things that he, he put in my, in my heart and my spirit about what he wants me to do. And he didn't want me to keep all that goodness that he had given to me. I, I got a lot of things that I want you to read. I want you to read your word. I want you to be able to, to, to tell them about this and tell them about that. I couldn't do it unless I read and understood. And then now I can send you. Here I am. Then that's when I said, here I am, Lord. Send me. Any other questions? Yes, I did. Minister. That was an interesting one, but it was it was a blessing because it's Muslims we were dealing with, and uh, God opened the door there. I ministered to the children, prayed over them while I was swinging them, and I think he's he opened that door too. When he first day when they told me you can be the leader, I said no, I can't be the leader. Yes, you can. I said, no, I can't. <laughs> yes, you can. I said, okay. Well, I guess I'm another leader. But it was, we had a great time. I mean, we worked with the women. They, they enjoyed us being there. We worked with the children. We ministered to the children while we were out playing with them outside. And I rotated so everyone had a chance to work with the women as well as the children. I wanted them to be part of everything when we went together. Thank you. I forgot about it. Yeah. Anything else? So how did you get mad to Um Surprisingly, my same sister-in-law, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, knew Kathy's sister. They worked in a discount place together, I guess, they, where they would sell different things. And um, Kathy's sister invited her here Kathy to come. Has. Huh? Kathy has? Charlie, yeah. Yeah. Flo. Flo. So when she she came and visited, and she said, Mildred, that's a nice church. You need to come visit. I said, okay, well, I will. <laughs> and eventually one day I came, and I and Pastor was, it was really, uh, it was kind of new then, because Pastor didn't, uh, he didn't uh, 
talk to people more, you know, and I would go over and, hi, you know, and give them a hug, you know, me, how I am, give me a hug, and uh, surprisingly, he was one of the ones that kept pushing me, okay, you can do this, you can do that, and and then we asked, well, can Marlena be over in the youth group? Yeah, she can play the piano, she can sing, oh, yeah, play the flute, she can play that, go over it. So it's, it was like God just put us here. And at that time, my husband, that's when he joined, but he's, we got to keep praying, well, keep praying for him too, because he's coming back. God's got something for him to do that he is running from, but he can't, you can't run too fast. God's still is going to be there. So... You can run fast, but you can run too long. Too long, that's it. You can run fast, but not too long. You're right, that's it. So I know um, God's some, God something really important he wants him to do, but he just refused to hear it right now. But I'm going to keep, we'll keep praying, and I'm going to keep praying for him, that God will open the door and he will see it, and the truth will set him free as well. You were here when C3 was at the beach, a lot. Smaller. One service. <laughs> well, no, just a section. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you were here doing the potluck days. Like, oh, yeah, oh, we did those. You always talked about potlucks. Okay. Uh, but anyway, the, the growth, how do you, I'm serious, how do you look on it? Has it been a, I don't know quite how one to say it. It was you a, know, some people feel that this church is. It's getting too large. They like the smaller church. Some people like the mega churches. I'm saying it's somebody who was here when it was little and everybody knew everybody's business and like everybody's bottom, kids' bottom and stuff. <laughs> and not everybody. <laughs> I mean, the truth. How do you feel about the growth? I mean, do you, how do you look at it? Does it, does it make you uncomfortable? <laughs> No, I don't think the church has gotten too big. God brings people, whoever he wants here, and they're here for a reason. And whatever the reason is, God knows what they have to do. So it was a smaller church, but I think God wanted the largest because it was some people who really probably didn't know it, like me. But I went and said, well, I don't. I read my Bible, but I still don't understand it. And Pastor Tim is a very good teacher. And then with Pastor Charlie, and they worked together. We all worked together and created an atmosphere where you can learn. And not only that, you can, be, you can help one another, be part of one another, and work with one another. And see, that's what we did. And that's what made it such uh, a, well, a two-congregation church now, you know. But the thing, the truth is, I think Pastor knew God has had something more for him to do. And with that, with all the different things that we're doing, going to different missionaries and being part of uh, walking up and down Gratiot, uh, all of those things... Um, helped to build this church. And I think that's what made it grow because people had learned here. You know, I learned a lot from Pastor Tim. And, and even when I was teaching, the children learned more. So 
It's the reason why it, it grew. Any other questions? <laughs>